In addition to a flipping tax to deter real estate speculators and the legalization of secondary suites across B.C., NDP leadership hopeful David Eby says he'll bring in a law to prevent strata corporations from limiting rentals and make it illegal to have 19-plus age restrictions that force out young families when they have a child. But the folks in strata land say, wait a minute now, there may be unintended consequences to said design. Here to join us and t- joining us to talk about it and more is the CEO of the Condominium Homeowners Association of BC. Always a pleasure to say good morning and welcome back to Tony Juventu. Good morning, Tony. Oh, good. good morning, Sterling. How are you this morning? I am very well, thank you. Beautiful October morning and uh, lots to talk about, including these proposals by David Eby in, in, in imposing new uh, a new layer of regulation on strata corporations, Tony, who have their own bylaws and regulations to struggle with, and now there's a new layer being imposed on top of that. What are the unintended consequences you referred to? Well, it's it's not that they're being imposed. These, these are what he's suggesting as part of All the right. leadership, right? Um, so, you know, I admire um, David Eby's um, fortitude towards solving a housing problem, but there are a lot of variables here. I, I think one of the things we need to remember is that we have 34,000 strata corporations across BC, and 75% of those are 50 units or less. And of those, almost all of them are self-managed. So we're relying on volunteers, essentially, to manage these properties. Right. That's, that's where most of these rental bylaws are. And most of these buildings are at 100% occupancy anyhow. So, so all of a sudden, we're going to be taking away an intentional lifestyle and community intent from all of these communities. And we're going to be asking all of these volunteer strata councils who are self-managed, oh, by the way, you're going to have to be acting as a landlord, too, because most landlords tend to abandon their tenants once they've got a tenant in place. You know, it's you know, it's a big it's a big challenge for small strata corporations. Our management industry doesn't have enough capacity of staff to take on any more projects and the small projects can't afford it. So it's it's really a bit of a challenge. Now, that's that's in terms of renting, uh, the renting reality that Mr. Eby is talking about. The other part of that, though, as it affects Stratus, Tony, is this this business of age restrictions. When uh, a baby arrives, for example, some strata bylaws disallow children in that environment. Uh, is, is that a safe uh, assumption to make? Are there such bylaws? There are. There are not many. There are very few, but they do exist. Um, and they're, you know, they are, it's really a definition for adult-only communities, right? But you had to set a specific age restriction. There was a lot of confusion and ambiguity around this bylaw or a 35 and over bylaw or a 45 and over bylaw. Right. Um, it, it, was, it was very confusing. One of the difficulties about a 19 and over bylaw is that it changes, you know, a young couple moves in it's probably the first thing they can afford sure. to buy in yeah um <clears throat> and now they're going to have a child and they have to sell move out and find another place um it's a bit of a double whammy for them but the big challenge about this is that the family status has also changed <coughs> and this this really becomes um questionable about whether it's a human rights issue as well so you know the 19 to 55 bylaws 
are, are really complicated and they're really tough. 55 and over is something we've had across the province um, pretty much since condos started out in the 60s um, because they were they were intentional retirement communities. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, yeah, but it's a it's a complicated age bylaw, but you're absolutely right. If you're in a 19 and over bylaw um, and you have, you know, you and your spouse have a child, yes, it's going to be enforced against you. We've had it enforced. Interesting. Tony, I wanted to ask you about insurance. Let's suppose that these uh, proposals turn into legislation of some description eventually and uh, condominium strata corporations are forced to open their their uh, buildings up to rental situations. Uh, and I wonder uh, how that might affect insurance costs for these corporations as every person in the strata contributes to the overall group policy they own in addition to their own individual policies. Would, would if there is a, an increased presence of renters in the environment, would that cause insurance rates to go up? Well, you know as well as all of us that we had a huge insurance crisis two, three years ago, and we were battling the availability of insurance, the price of insurance, policies tripled, deductibles went up to 100000 250000 mm-hmm. for high-risk properties. Well, the insurance brokers and the insurers are asking the question when they're placing insurance on policies. How many renters do you have in your building? Sure. And, and, and that will, it will have an effect, yes. It will have an effect on availability, on affordability, especially for those properties that are already a bit in the high-risk side because they've had a number of claims. So, you know, it's going to have an effect. The, you know, the other side of this that everybody seems to be ignoring is, you know, there were, I think there were 2,600 people who had an exemption from the vacancy tax because their strata had a bylaw prohibiting rentals mm-hmm. and there were no rentals available. Well, what about the twenty five to 50,000 Airbnbs of units that are vacant that are not being occupied? Why aren't we going after those as potential tenants? That's, that's a fair question. Do you have any idea why not, given that that would be the most logical target, especially in terms of disrupting normal daily activities with any, within any kind of environment? Well, it would be a help to the hotel industry that's been struggling since COVID to get back on its feet. And it would not and it wouldn't alter the intentional communities that people are living in um, with respect to their condos. So, you know, I, I would hope that everybody would step back and take a look and say, let's do it. But, you know, the other side is that provincial government negotiated a PSD a PST deal with Airbnb um, a number of years back, and that's providing revenue for the government. Right. I'm not. I'm not so sure that they're they're going to want to give up that revenue. Interesting, Tony. Uh, just last thirty seconds here. Is there anything Strata Corporations this morning or this weekend can do by way of sort of stealing themselves or preparing themselves if Mr. Eby is indeed declared or wins the leadership contest and becomes premier? It's likely this fall that some of this will see uh, the the floor of the legislature. How can a Strata Corp Corporation, uh, prepare in advance for these changes? I don't think there's anything you can prepare, but you can be active. Email your MLA, email David Eby, let everybody know what you think about these proposed changes. And if they come to the House, you know, it's not just the Premier who makes this decision. Sure. We, have a, we have a House of MLAs that are responsible people that we've elected that will hopefully step back and ask some serious questions. All right. Uh, remind us of the website, please, Tony. It is a fantastic resource for landlords, tenants, and just about everybody else included. It's 
www.choa.bc.ca. There you go. Tony Javento is CEO of the Condominium Homeowners Association of BC. That's choa.bc.ca. Tony, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for getting up early on the weekend. Good to have you back. It's a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.